0: Hey, welcome to Conan Kruger. I'm Grant Cohn. That's Larry Krueger. Uh, there's actually news about the 49ers this week. The last few weeks there wasn't. Now all of a sudden it's trickling in pretty heavy. We got talks about the quarterback. We're going to talk about some defensive linemen the Niners could sign, possibly trade for. But first, there is a high-profile safety on the market. who's going to be a free agent that is now being linked to the 49ers. According to Albert Breer, The 49ers are in the market to sign Jesse Bates, free safety, uh, formerly with the Cincinnati Bengals. What do
1: you think of this news? It's huge news. It it absolutely is huge news. And I I think the thinking is that Steve Wilkes, you know, likes to blitz a little bit more, but also likes to play a little bit more um, zone. And if really, you know, loves the 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 single high, you know, the cover three look with the single, which means you got to have a a deep middle player. And who's that player going to be? You know, Afonga is going to be in the box doing what Afonga does, but who's going to be that deep middle player? Is it going to be Jimmy Ward, or is it going to be the top safety in the market? And that's Jesse Bates. Now, Derwin James and you know Derwin James and Micah Fitzpatrick are the highest paid safeties in pro football grant and those guys make i think 18-19 million dollars a year they're speculating that it's going to take 14 or 15 annually to get Jesse Bates signed but maybe the 49ers feel like you know the one thing about Bates i, I like Jimmy Ward more than Bates in that uh, Jimmy Ward is mm. probably going to be cheaper mm. and right. Jimmy Ward's maybe a little tougher But Bates is probably a little bit better coverage player, and he's younger. He's 25. So do you go for the younger coverage player in Jesse Bates, who was a good player at Wake Forest, who's been a good player in the NFL? Or do you you know, at least throw that out there as a possibility? Maybe that helps your negotiations with getting Jimmy Ward back. Because I think you could probably get Jimmy Ward for closer to 10.
0: Right, but as you pointed out, Jimmy Ward's older. I absolutely buy this. It doesn't really seem like the Niners. I mean, I don't know. But it doesn't really seem like the Niners and Jimmy Ward are working towards a reunion. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. It seems like the Niners want to upgrade that spot. And if you're going to upgrade it, it's Jesse Bates. Jesse Bates is a hell of a player. And I, I kind of get the logic. Like A lot of people want the Niners to re-sign Emmanuel Mosley. Emmanuel Mosley is a good cornerback. Sometimes a very good cornerback. But... He's coming off a torn ACL and cornerbacks are really expensive. Jesse Bates is arguably a better player than Emmanuel Mosley, but will be cheaper because safeties get paid less than corners, which is kind of strange because they both can make a huge impact. And really, Jesse Bates is a playmaker. If you're going to take down the best quarterbacks in the league, guys like Patrick Mahomes, you might need a playmaker at the back end of your defense. The Bengals have had more success against the Chiefs than anyone. They've had this guy. I could see it. I mean, I actually think it would be a pretty good signing, Jesse Bates.
1: I think it would almost be, someone's asked me, like, what would Bates be? I think he would be a combination of Gibson and Ward. I mean, Gibson is a high productive, you know, a highly productive interceptor who, you know, gets picks. Bates had four interceptions this last year, where Ward is more of a coverage player, a little bit more physical, but Bates gives you. That better than than Gibson So like in some ways you get the Physicality of Jimmy Ward But then you have the productive ball Interceptor of Tayshawn Gibson And you're getting it in a 25 year old as opposed to A 30 year old both those guys are A little long in the tooth I don't like I think if you have Bates Grant I think you can play man or zone If you have Gibson I think you're really going to have to play Zone if you have Ward um, you're You can play man or zone, but he doesn't give you that same production as far as intercepting the football. So, you know, there's a little bit, I mean, you're paying a premium price, but you're also getting a player who was among the league leaders in interceptions. He had seven pass breakups, uh, and he's far younger. You know, you got a player that you can, you know, five years in the NFL, in NFL terms, is a lot of years. It's a big difference.
0: And the Niners invest a lot in defense in an offensive league, but this is the kind of defensive player I think it's smart to invest in. He's not playing man-to-man coverage. They can't call him for ticky-tack pass interference penalties. He's not a big hitter. He's not making his money based on annihilating people. He is a playmaker at the back end of your defense. Those are valuable. Those are rare. The Niners have Talanoa Hufunga, but he's more of a playmaker near the line of scrimmage. You know, he's not really that back-end ball hawk. If you can get one of those guys, they're actually cheaper than corners and sometimes they're more valuable. So, I'm cool with them signing Jesse Bates. Uh I think it'd be a better value than signing Emmanuel Mosley.
1: I you know, the 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 issue is missed tackles. Bates didn't does miss some tackles, but I think the 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 real impetus for this is that Wilkes's defense puts a lot on the table for the free safety in that deep middle. I mean, you're asking one player to cover a ton of grass and Bates has proven he can do it. I mean, he's gotten better every year for the most part, um, as for, how, you know, as as far as how he's graded out, but he's just been, he's also played, he's been, you know, he's, he hasn't gotten hurt a lot. He's played a lot of football. So, you know, in a, in a lot of ways, you got Gibson, who's maybe a little bit of a liability in man coverage. You got Jimmy who's who, you know, doesn't really want to play. He wants to play free safety, but is probably best as a as a slot corner. And I think a Jimmy is more of a corner than a safety. I think his angles are just okay. But Jimmy is a culture player. And he definitely is like one of those guys that the other guys in the room look up to as far as a hitter, a leader. You know what I mean? So they're losing a lot there.
0: But uh, true, but again, and that's all the more reason I think they're in the market for Jesse Bates. The Niners are committed to having the best defense in the league. They want to have the best defense, which is ironic because they have an offensive coach. But they build to their defense, and if they're going to let Tashaun Gibson and J- Jimmy Ward go, those are two good players. They're not just going to replace them with rookies that they take with pick 174. Like, this, these are the 49ers. This is a win-now team. They're going to go get upgrades, especially on defense. Uh... And so I think J- Jesse Bates is that guy. If they don't get Jesse Bates, then they're going to call up Jimmy Ward. They're going to call up Deshaun Gibson. They're not going to take a step back on defense.
1: They don't want to. Yeah, no, no. I mean, they they, they want to. I mean, and the other thing is, is that, you know, Wilkes might have come in and said, hey, you know what? I need a great free safety. Um and then you're looking at the Bengals. They have $34 million in cap room. A lot of people would ask the question, well, if Bates is such a player, why don't the Bengals want to retain him? It's just that they have an awful lot of talent that's starting to hit the free agent market, right. and they've got some right. great players that have to be paid. Yeah, they're, they're going to have to pay T. Higgins time. and Joe
0: Burrow and right. all their guys on offense. Jamar.
1: Yeah. yeah. So so in a lot of ways, this, this makes sense. Um, you know, the other thing is, if what you're going to replace –
0: what a if secondary you replace Jimmy
1: Ward, You you can't replace him with just an okay player. That's what I'm saying. You know, I, you got to replace him with a with somebody who's like, by all accounts, an, at least at least the equivalent or an upgrade. And and younger players, you know, it's a little bit. I mean, I think there's some good safeties in this draft. Don't get me wrong, but it's a little bit of a crapshoot. I mean, that's a very difficult spot to play.
0: It's it's going to be fo- tough to find a safety in this draft who's like Jesse Bates runs a four five runs a 6'73 cone, runs a 4'2, 20 yard shuttle, has a 35 yard, uh, 35 inch uh, vert. Um, I mean, this guy is a premium athlete who who is also a playmaker in the NFL. I mean, good, I mean, you know what this guy is. Now maybe maybe you say, you know what, the Niners have spent enough money on their defense. They've extended so many. It's and you're not even allowed to play defense in the NFL anymore. I get that. I understand that. I mean, if it's between spending $15 million a year on this safety or $15 million a year on a right tackle, you could sway me to say you, you, it'd be more prudent to spend that money on offense, on a right tackle, because look, you're not allowed to play defense in the NFL. They will flag you. They will flag you. I, I don't know. What do you think? Better to spend well, this money on offense?
1: I, you know, I just think that that um, you need athletes on defense, and then you can't fake it. You know what I mean? You can't fake athletes. So I would rather, I mean, look at, I mean, just look at the Niner roster, Grant. Look how many guys are on the Niner roster who are significant players who were not day one or day two picks. Juwan Jennings, Colton McKivitz, Spencer Burford, George Kittle, Brock Purdy, uh, Elijah Mitchell, Jordan Mason. I mean, Charlie Warner. I mean, they've got a bunch of guys. I'd rather, I'd rather put the money on defense and find guys on the offense that fit my scheme, then try to, you know, spend a bunch of money on offense and try to, you know, make it all happen on defense. I think, I don't think you can fake the defense. I think you need the athletes.
0: All right. Let me ask you this um, before I move on. Instead of splurging for Jesse Bates, because you splurged at middle linebacker and D tackle and you're about to splurge on D end, if you, you want to draft a guy, what do you think about trading up? for penn state safety jair brown are you familiar with his game what do you think could he be a plug and play player
1: i love him i I think he's a tremendous player um he was on the bruce feldman freaks list uh, earlier this year which is that he comes up with the workout freaks he's an incredible workout warrior but then I mean, I mean you're talking about guy who power cleans a ton and he just got almost he's very, very strong, very, very explosive mm-hmm. athlete. Um, the great part about him too is he's a player. He was the MVP mm-hmm. of the of the Rose Bowl. So mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody watched Utah and Penn State in the Rose Bowl this year, but Jair Brown was the MVP of that game. He's really solidly put together, about 5'11, 205. He's yoked up, but he plays fast, he plays physical um yeah is he fluid him.
0: is he fluid in the open field
1: yes yeah he's a new jersey kid who's really tough really confident really kind well
0: of sounds like talanoa
1: yeah. yeah yeah
0: well there's a guy right there if they don't want to spend five years whatever eight whatever it's going to cost to bring in jesse bates here's a here's a guy in the draft right here it's nice to have options Jair. What's his name?
1: Jair Brown. Jair Brown. And, Jair and the Brown. guy had 15 career takeaways with the Nittany Lions. There you go. He had nine picks, three fumble recoveries, go. three forced fumbles. Uh, he had a 87 yard pick six uh, against Maryland. He had two interceptions against Arkansas in the Outback Bowl in 2021. Then he was the MVP of the uh, of the Rose Bowl this year. So yeah, I'm I'm a huge fan of his. I love him. I mean, he to me he's. He might be the best. You might be able to get him um, with, you know, he's probably going to go early third round, maybe maybe late second. So you might have to trade up for him. But he's he he'll be in the ballpark of where they're picking.
0: Yeah. And it seems to me like you got a big hole at free safety. You got a big hole at right tackle. If you sign Jesse Bates, then you're not signing a right tackle. You got to draft one. And man, good offensive tackles are first round picks right or left. So it, I don't know if the Niners can even get one in the draft, but a, but Dyer Brown, it seems like they might be able to finagle their way if they're good at finagling to get him. So it seems like maybe that's the move instead of spending on Jesse Bates. I don't know.
1: I mean, you need an offensive tackle, but um, you know, I, I, if I were them, I'd probably try to hit hit uh, the safety spot twice, hit it in free mm. agency, and then hit it again in the draft. You know, you so got you, enough so you, guys- you would say, don't hit it and quit it. Don't hit it and quit it. Don't hit it it and and quit it. Keep hitting it. Keep hitting it again. (laughs) All
0: right. (laughs) Irfan says Gino just got extended. Three years, $105 million. My goodness. Gino Smith to the Seahawks. Three years, $105 million. That's a lot of cash. What do you think of this news?
1: Well, um, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a ton. That's a ton. So... I think that's an overpay. I didn't think he was great late in the year. Uh, he's 33. He's probably played his best football, but who knows? I mean, th- he's like another culture player for them. You right. know, he's, they love him. He, he. Right. you know, how many guys do you know of that don't break out until their ninth NFL season? I mean, he's got a little, he's he got a little rich touchdown. Gannon in him, right? He's got a little rich yeah. Gannon in him. Yeah. And he, and he, and he, and he legitimately played well. I, I think he's like a, I <laughs> a pleasant surprise as a starter but I don't think he's a I don't think they're winning Super Bowls there. But he you know, yeah. he threw for 30 touchdowns, uh, and let them let yeah, led them to a wild card berth in a rebuilding year. So uh he's and good. supposedly he has a good really good rapport with Pete, yeah. with the offensive coaching staff, with the receivers. So, you know, he's ready to roll. But I I, I think Seattle hits quarterback in the draft in addition to Gino.
0: Yeah. <laughs> To me, this is why you should be drafting quarterbacks every year or every other year because you don't want to be in a situation where your option is spend way too much for a good quarterback or have no quarterback. That's tough because you see, good quarterbacks make way too much money. They're way too expensive. Great quarterbacks make a lot of money too, but at least they're great. Good quarterbacks, what are you paying for? A guy who's going to fold against the 49ers three times a year? That's what you're paying $35 million a year for? Great. You think the Niners are upset or scared? probably laughing right now. So what you're better off doing is being like the Niners and, and being able to to plug in plug and play quarterbacks on rookie deals over and over and over again. I'd rather do that than do this desperation, disgust. I hate this.
1: Well so what is the wh- what was the uh AAV on oh. that? Let's see.
0: I mean that's like 35 million a year. Almost. Okay, well I
1: mean Carr, I mean Derek Carr, who I don't think is Yuck. very good Just got an AAV of 37.5 million. Yuck! Gross. So that's where we're They're not going
0: anywhere with with Derek Carr. Gino Smith is better. I'll take Gino over Derek at this point. Derek's taking too many hits. He doesn't want it. He doesn't want the smoke, is my analysis of Derek Carr.
1: Doesn't want the smoke. But, I mean, Gino, I think, just makes you good enough to not get a top-five pick, but just bad enough to not really help you win the Super Bowl. So I don't know that Gino is... Is worth thirty-five million a year. Pretty sure he's not. I mean, but. is
0: Geno Smith better than Will Levis? Like they could have just drafted they could have just taken some guy. I mean, you're gonna they want to run the ball anyway in Seattle. You wanna yeah. run the ball. You're gonna you could draft someone, and he's probably even more talented than Geno Smith and way cheaper. And but I don't know. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I guess we'll see how it goes with Seattle. I wouldn't have done it. That's too much. Quite you know, the nice. bottom
1: line is there's going to be, okay, so there's four quarterbacks going in the first round, Stroud, Bryce Young, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson. They're all going in the first round. All right. All the, last year, only one quarterback went in the first round. Um, but then there's this other group, Hendon hook. Yeah. Tanner McKee, Jaron Th- yes. Hall from BYU, I just Jay Max Hager. Duggan, Clayton Tunes, Stetson Bennett, who actually are good. I did a whole video on DTR. Uh, I did a Aiden O'Connell, uh, yep. Malik Cunningham. There's a bunch of guys. Now, the bottom line, Grant, is that some one or two of those guys in that second group are going to be able to play. But the mm-hmm. difficult part is just figuring out which guy can play.
0: So, I have a feeling it, I know it is. you could
1: waste three years trying to do that. So um, that's why the Niners picking a Purdy was such a revelation because yeah. they got it right in the last round, and now they've got a piece that they can utilize. Uh, but, but what I would say is can't don't
0: stop it. looking. Don't yeah, stop looking. Never stop looking. Always be looking. It's the quarterback position. And with a guy I like this year who's not going around one, Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker. I, I think from Seattle's perspective, they would have been better off like just franchise tagging Geno and drafting Hendon Hooker because, face it, if he hadn't torn his ACL, his, his, his resume is right there with every... I mean, he's got a better resume than Anthony Richardson. He's got a better resume than Will Levis. He's always been an efficient passer. He's big. He's a good athlete.
1: I mean in in round 2 that's a good pick. Yeah. That's a good pick. Uh, yeah. All those guys though. I mean like Tanner McKee is 6'6" 230 and throws strikes. So if you're really going to have a strong running game, heck, you could do worse off than Tanner McKee.
0: My question yeah. is how slow is Tanner McKee? Is he slow, he's slow. or is he yeah. he's slow? Yeah, he's I don't slow. like slow quarterbacks. I'm biased against slow quarterbacks. I have a prejudice against slow quarterbacks.
1: <laughs> I get slow quarterbacks?
0: I have a prejudice against slow quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, Geno Smith, congratulations. God love you. But I feel like this is good news for the 49ers in a way, in a sense.
1: Well, just be. because they, they, they beat Gino twice last year or three times. Last yeah, they're
0: year. not scared of Gino. There's a specific type of quarterback that beats the 49ers. The mobile guy that gets outside the pocket and has an initial burst to get away from Nick Bosa. That's not Gino. Maybe it was 10 years ago, but it's not now. It's Marcus Mariota. Honestly, if the Seahawks had signed Marcus Mariota, I think the Niners would be like, we got to face him twice a year. Right. Honestly, honestly, but they don't. The
1: Niners in Atlanta.
0: I still don't understand why why the Niners aren't interested in the type of quarterbacks that consistently beat them. They always bring in the slow guys that they feast on, like the guy we're going to talk about in a minute. Stephen Pryor says, Bud Dupree, Leonard Floyd, and Frank Clark all being cut today. So Frank Clark and the Axe. Woo! So slow new back. pass rushing options in the market. We're going to talk about that in a minute. So bear with us, Stephen. I promise. First, let's talk about this... Uh, Rumor from also Albert Breer. He says that the Niners in the market for Jesse Bates. Albert Breer says the Niners could be interested in signing Baker Mayfield, which maybe shouldn't be a surprise. It seemed like they might have been interested in claiming him off waivers last year if they had been in position to do so, but they weren't. What do you think of this? What does it mean?
1: As long as you put his locker right next to Nick Bosa, and Nick Bosa, as as I'm interviewing Baker, starts saying, Baker... Baker.
0: What happened to your career, Baker? <laughs> Baker. The yeah. way Bosa says Ooh. Baker's
1: name is awesome. Um, Baker never
0: recovered from that, by the way.
1: <laughs> i love I never. At first, I w- when I first heard the news, I was like, ah, I hate this. But you know what? I like it. I like Baker Mayfield with the Niners. Why? Because Baker Mayfield has been humbled, he's been broken, and he's been given up for dead. And that's when mm. that that's when I want that guy. Um, because he still has mobility, he has arm strength, he has moxie, he's been humbled in the Niner culture, he would be silenced. I think he's good enough to um to start and push those guys. And I think like, yeah, like let's just say Baker had been the guy instead of Josh in they would have said it, still had a chance to beat Philly. You know, and they didn't have a chance once Brock got hurt. So I think that's key. I like the idea of Baker. Um, the, other, the other reason I like Baker is I think Baker needs the Niners more than the Niners need Baker, and Baker knows it. So he can come here, rebuild his value, and I, I think it's, it's, it's a great move. Why? Because at the worst-case scenario is he never plays a down, and he, you rebuild his value, and you might be able to trade him in a year or so um for more than what you got. You know, because I, I, I think this guy knows how to play, and and I love, I loved what I saw of him at the end of the year against the Raiders, and I think that's just kind of proof that you know what the Browns are a bad organization. You know, the Browns be browning, and he looked better with the Rams, and he looked better with the Niners than he looked with the Rams because the Niners have weapons and. Um, there's mobility there. There's Moxie there. And if Kyle Shanahan is, remember the first thing Kyle told us about his quarterbacks when he went for Hoyer it was like, I like to have two quarterbacks that have similar skill sets, so I don't have to mm-hmm. change the offense every time I go from quarterback one to quarterback you two. Did say that Baker and Purdy are very, very similar. Right-handed, short quarterbacks who can make plays with their arm, but can make plays with their legs. I I realize his 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 his, his a commercial to. Touchdown or commercial to win ratio sucks, but that's why he's been humbled. <laughs> right, he's been yeah. humbled. I I'll say this: I like Baker more than Dalton, probably a little less than Mariota, uh, because I think Mariota's got mobility that's really difference making. Yeah. But there's obviously some issue with with Mariota. We, I think I'm biased on that because he completed ninety three percent in the game that I watched.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, yeah. You know, how could you not too, be biased?
1: But I'd much rather Baker than Matt Ryan. <laughs> then Jacoby Brissett, than Andy Dalton, and probably he's like right there with Mariota for me. So, I'd be all about that. I don't know what that means for Trey, but I, I'd be all about that as far as adding a third. At what price, though? Should play.
0: At what price? You see me over here holding my nose. Like I'm not. Um, like I'm not a big. Less. Fan. Oh, see, here's the thing. I would rather. I would say I like draft. him at I would,
1: five. I I'd like him at five.
0: Again, I would rather draft. Hendon Hooker and give them, you know, a million dollars a year in round two or whenever. They're not going to get Hendon Hooker. They don't have. But a here's the problem, pick. Grant. What if Hendon Hooker, Hendon Hooker had surgery of his own? This right. Year. They're not going to get Hendon Hooker. I would rather draft a quarterback than. But what I, if that quarterback I would, has
1: to play week one?
0: I would rather draft a quarterback. I mean, I, I, if really? they can, okay. if, yeah, if if they can have success with Brock Purdy, I think they can do it with another quarterback. I think they've shown they need a quarterback who's experienced can do the basics. Uh, has a little bit of quickness, a little bit of accuracy, and, and is pretty smart. I think I think Brock Purdy could have started week one last year. I think he could have. I think he could have. I mean, it's not like Trey Lance was that great. It's not like the, anyone on the offense was that great week one last year. I think the Niners have shown that if they can have success with Brock Purdy and that rookie, that they should keep doing
1: it. I, 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 better are you rooting in... for Stetson Bennett? Because uh, I will say fits. this, of all the he quarterbacks, fits. of all he the fits. quarterbacks that are going to be available to them, I think that's the guy that's probably most ready to play week one, week two, if you had to play him?
0: I'd rather draft Stetson Bennett than sign Baker Mayfield because Baker Mayfield's been injured. He's not as fast as he used to be. He's not as confident as he used to be. Like, I'd rather... And I know it works with with Seattle and Geno, but I'd rather draft a quarterback than do the reclamation project thing. This guy's going on his fourth team in less than two years. There's something wrong with him. There's something wrong with Carson Wentz. Maybe... Hey man, if the team that the team that drafted uh, Brock Purdy should let it ride, you let you're on a heater at the Vegas at the casino at the crap Well, let it ride. You're uh, that look, team.
1: Yeah, I mean, all I'll say is I I'm really confident that some quarterback after let's say the top five are Stroud, Bryce Young, Will Levis for Anthony Richardson, Hendon Hooker. I th- I think those five guys are probably gonna be the first five quarterbacks. I'm really confident that one of the next five or six guys, McKee, Jaron Hall, Jay Kaner, Max Duggan, Clayton Toon, Stetson Bennett, DTR, Aiden O'Connell, somebody in that group probably is going to be a good NFL player. I yes. just don't know which one. And that's I me mean, neither. That's but the the, if the
0: Niners could find Brock Purdy, they should feel confident in their ability to, to, to figure out which one of those guys is right for them. Because again, you're taking a quarterback who is on whatever college team and putting him with Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Trent Williams, and Kyle Shanahan. Like he's never been in this situation before. As long as you can do the basics, hit the checks down as in the screens, and do a little play action, you're in business, baby. Like Brock Purdy wouldn't have had that level of success on just any team. Now, he was a big contributor and a big reason, but he was in the right place at the right time, right? I think another quarterback could benefit the way he did. Maybe not have the exact same level of success, but a lot of success. A it's lot. a good
1: discussion. I, I will say this, though. Can we have this discussion a week from now? Because yes. a week we from don't now, even know. I think yeah. like if Brock Purdy is going to be out to December, right. I don't want to go with Stetson Bennett. I'd rather go with Baker Mayfield. But if Brock Purdy is going to be back week one, then you know what? And you got Brock and you got Trey, and then I'm probably okay with Stetson Bennett, you know what I mean? Or DTR or some other young quarterback who I have confidence in. But yeah. if, I, if I'm if i looking at week one, like right now, if you knew Brock Purdy's not there for week one, and then it's just about Trey's got to go through all of camp and all yeah. of the preseason and stay healthy. Otherwise, the season could be lost. I don't know, man. I, I, don't, know I, just I, like whole, I don't know if I'm, ups, I feel like I'm a gambler, but I don't know if I can put my whole season on Stets and Bennett. You know, that's what I mean? fair.
0: That's fair. I just feel like there's diminishing upside with Baker Mayfield and on this team, where every quarterback gets hurt. I'm thinking Baker wouldn't last eight games. But if you only need I'm him for seven about or, who or he six, is.
1: Are you yeah, worried about his there play? is something I'm more off with him. Personality. personality.
0: Every time he goes to a team, there's like someone who tweets something like, "No, like a teammate, like no, please, why did you have to." Robbie Anderson, I mean Nick Bosa, already is, is totally clowned this guy. Seems like one of these guys is easy to hate.
1: I know. I, I'll say this though: it's an intriguing quarterback market. I, I, I heard, I saw Robert Sala have a quote about, you know, because the Jets wanted, um, you know, they wanted Ro- they wanted Carr, then Carr went to the Saints today. Now they're saying they're all in on Rodgers. A lot of people saying they want Jimmy, but I saw a quote from uh, Sala saying hey, you know, I, I believe that uh, Zach Wilson's going to get a whole lot better, whether it be here or elsewhere. Oh, wow. That's and when he said elsewhere, I was like, "Woo!" I know. Steve Young really believes in in Zach Wilson. I think if you ask me, if you ask me, if you gave the 49ers instead of the third pick, if they had had the second pick, I think they would have gone Zach Wilson. I,
0: that would have been a major, that would have been a huge mistake.
1: I I wouldn't even be I would not be shocked if Zach Wilson were traded if the Forty ers had interest there. Wow,
0: I just don't understand it. Like, wow, you already have Trey Lance. Zach Wilson got more than twenty starts. Was awful. His entire team hates it was him, bad. really bad. His but yeah, values, I mean, I, his
1: values. I know that I know
0: the Niners did like him. Chris Sims. I think the Niners liked him a, a big time. It's going to be interesting to see what happens to him because something's going to happen to him. Right. Um, there was. Would you take one, him here?
1: No. What do you think of? What do you think no. of having three quarterbacks and having Brock and Trey and Zach Wilson? I'd rather draft a quarterback. No,
0: Zach, Zach Wilson—he's already got too much baggage. I don't need that. We don't need him. He's a loser. The, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I also think he was. I also think he was like a COVID um, mirage. He had one good year. It was a weird year. It was really a uh, shoddy scouting that year because it was even a combine. Yeah, no, 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 no. But he's here's not the one bit, thing I will he's not, say not a great athlete.
1: This. I I I hear you, but here's the one thing. At BYU, never played with any kind of a muddy pocket with bodies all around him. That takes getting used to. In the NFL, you don't ever play in a non muddy pocket. There's constant ever. bodies around yeah. you. I think there's an adjustment that, that he needs to make that he probably will make. I'll say this, and I'm gonna say it for everybody on March 6, 2023. Zach Wilson is going to, in the future, is going to have far greater value than he has today.
0: That's sure, because he has no value right now. He has negative right. value right now.
1: Right. He doesn't have a lot of value right
0: now. <laughs> Kev F says, which quarterback can they draft sign that can beat Mahomes? Yeah, that's not the Geno. question. Not Geno, Gene, apparently. Not Geno. See, that's why, to me, I understand teams like potentially taking anthony richardson with the number one pick you have to really swing for the fences if you're trying to win a super bowl here like it's patrick mahomes and the guys right beneath them are josh allen and jalen hurts and justin herbert like if you're coming to the fight with brock purdy no disrespect like you might not really make it to the very to the to the finish line you just might not so i understand a team saying i mean i gotta try at least with this guy who's you know got premium athleticism even though it may not work out you gotta try
1: I understand. I hear you. I, I hear understand. you. I, my whole thing is, I watched a lot of Anthony Richardson. If you have first and goal from the five, yeah, good luck defending that guy because he's so, he can run it, he can throw it, he, you can move the pocket. He's just incredible. He's 240, he, he can break tackles like a big power running back. But man, there's a big difference between making throws on air and at Indy compared to, you know, playing. He still struggled. To complete passes at times, so it's not. Right. I, I don't think Anthony Richardson's stepping into anybody's team this year and just lighting it up. I, I think it's, no, there's but there's what, a, what a could happen
0: is there. what could happen is let's say he gets drafted by Indianapolis, who just hired the offensive coordinator from from Philly, and let's Sirianni say right uh, I, Steichen Steichen. Steichen. Yeah. Let's so they, let's say they draft him there and they put him in the backfield with Jonathan Taylor. Like right now, you got one of the most dangerous rushing attacks in the league it's a good offensive line too and you think well if we have this you know great running game and a quarterback if he can just hit some throws down the field all right we got something and then if we can improve him gradually over the next three years maybe we can be like Philly but I mean we'll see if it happens Jalen Hurts did a whole lot more in college than Anthony Richardson did there's no Richardson is is just hype at this point in athleticism New camera looks thumbs up. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. It took me a while to figure out how to do it, but I figured it out.
1: Good looking camera, man. I like that camera. Thanks.
0: So it sounds like Leonard Floyd is going to get cut. He's been around the block. The Niners need another pass rusher, preferably someone cheap. What do you think, Leonard Floyd?
1: I'm a Leonard Floyd guy. I, I always, I've loved him at, I loved him at Georgia. He's explosive coming off the edge. So yeah, I'd be I like Leonard Floyd more than a lot of the free agent edge rushers. I like him a whole lot more than Jadavion Clowney. Mm-hmm. Um, did they cut him today? There was talk they were going to trade him, Leonard Floyd. Oh,
0: I have I ha- I don't think they've cut him yet. Yeah, but they may be forced to cut him.
1: I mean, I would even give a day three pick, a late day three pick, to get him because I think Leonard Floyd opposite Bosa. I mean, the one thing you gotta do, you gotta have somebody who can get the edge at will. You know, I mean, I like Jordan Willis. I like a Menahue, I liked uh, uh a, none of those guys are Leonard Floyd. I mean, I think Floyd is better than all three of those guys. And as far as Frank Clark, you know, I like Leonard Floyd, the person better than Frank Clark, the person, I think the 49ers care about that. So I know there've been a lot of speculation. They about will Frank not Clark. sign
0: Frank Clark. They will not sign yeah. Frank Clark. That's he runs
1: happen. hot. And then the lot Mack, you know, is, is maybe out there and people are saying like, I don't Floyd. even think they're going
0: to resign a Menahue and I don't know. Did a Menahue get charged? Did he get. I don't it even think, it, I think I
1: asked it, Barrows about it earlier today. He said it hasn't hasn't worked itself out yet.
0: Oh, then I bet they won't sign him.
1: Yeah. Because that's an entanglement that yeah. you know that they don't so like and then you saw the report over the weekend that Ebucom's getting offers of 10 million. That's Good too for rich him. for their blood. So i He's think gone. Jordan Willis maybe gets a nice little raise and they address it in the draft and in free agency. But uh, you know, especially because of Ebucom's injuries, I don't think. I don't think they're going to pay him 10 mil. Floyd would be a nice
0: sign. I don't know if they can afford him, but if they can, he'd be kind of perfect because they've been trying to replace D. Ford for years. That's not Drake Jackson. You saw the way they used Drake Jackson when they used him last year. He was an interior rusher, an interior rusher. They need a speed rusher off the edge because that was D. Ford, and if they could have a four-man pass rush of Bosa, Armstead, Drake Jackson, and Floyd, that'd be pretty good. That would be pretty formidable. So I don't know if they can afford it and make it happen, but they should try.
1: Oh, he'd be awesome.
0: He would be pretty perfect. Um, This one's kind of out of left field, but the Tennessee Titans seem to be tearing it down. Jeffrey Simmons was their first-round pick defensive tackle four years ago. Excellent player, but it seems like they're going to do to him what the Niners did to DeForest Buckner, which is... Trade him right before they give him an extension because they don't want to give him an extension because he's probably going to get twenty plus million dollars a year because he's really good. Should the Niners trade for him and give him that extension?
1: Man, I don't know what the Niners have to trade for him other than Trey Lance and Javon Kinlaw, and I don't I don't think that that would be enough. I think you'd have to trade a number one. I don't think you have to trade a number one and Trey, but I'm just saying you'd have to trade a number one. I mean, this is the there. It looks like Tennessee is trying to do the move that they did last year. Last year they had it, they had AJ Brown. They could have paid him. They didn't want to pay him. They traded him and they got a pick and they used it on Traylon Burks. And they essentially replaced him, but they downgraded. Um yeah. I think that the 49ers, you know, when they when John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan took over the team, Grant, they really wanted to make defensive line their identity. We want a dominant defensive line that everything kind of like our dominance on the defensive line leads to everything else. That's where we want to build our team. Well, if they still believe that philosophy, I don't see how they wouldn't be interested in Jeffrey Simmons. Jeffrey Simmons is a monster. If you didn't catch him this year, he wears 98. He's as good a defensive tackle outside of Chris Jones as there is. And you know, he commands a double team and as Armstead gets older, you know, he's not quite the same player you don't have a, a a tag team guy inside with him. You got a bunch of edge guys in this draft, but it's really hard. It's gonna be really hard to find a D tackle. Um, yeah, I, I I absolutely would be calling Rand Carthon and saying, "Rand, what are you what what are we what are we talking about here? You know, what's the trade? What what's the deal?" And I would try to figure out a way to get Jeffrey Simmons. I think if, if you could put Jeffrey Simmons and Bosa and Armstead on one line, I mean. I mean that would just be incredible I mean, and, the, and then maybe you could get by With some younger DBs Or you know some younger guys in the secondary If you're going to spend your money up front So I'd be all about Jeffrey Simmons He There aren't that many tackles that Are awesome against the run And still have to be combo blocked You know in the pass game He's one of them true. So he's, he's dominating And if they still believe that Then I think they ought to go in that direction I like yeah, that idea I-
0: if they could afford him, I think that'd be great, but I don't think they can afford him. I don't think any team can pay Bosa $35 million a year and Armstead $25 million a year and Simmons $28 million a year. It'd be nice, but you know th- this is, again, why you got to be careful with the extensions you give out. Eric Armstead, good player, but man, you'd rather be given that money. You'd rather have Jeffrey Simmons. You'd rather yeah. have Jeffrey Simmons. And I think this kind of precludes them from getting him, which is too bad. Again, it'd be great to have all three of them. Imagine that in real life or in Madden. It would be devastating. Uh, but man, that's a lot of money to tie up with three players. I don't think they'll do it. I think Parag Marate probably would put his foot down and say, you know what? We're not spending more than twenty two percent of our salary cap space in the D line. Twenty two percent. It's probably what he'd say.
1: Well, look at Philly though. They had Fletcher Cox, and then they, while they had Fletcher Cox, they went out and got Javon Hargrave. So I mean, it was like you—you you could, they could easily said, "Hey, man, we got Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham. You know, we got all these guys. We, we're we're pretty set." Instead, they're like, "No, bring us Javon Hargrave," and they it's almost true. won the bowl. So I don't know. Simmons the Niners could backload the
0: contract so that it becomes expensive after Armstead leaves. They could do something creative like that. They really could. I mean,
1: you're they not. Could. I'll say this. You got to decide what's more important. Is Jesse Bates more important, or I, I think they've got one big swing in them in either the free agency or trade market. Maybe it's for Jesse Bates on the back end. Maybe it's for Jeffrey Simmons up front. But um, just looking at the draft, I know there's a lot of D tackles, but there's not a lot of Jeffrey Simmons.
0: Well, you would have to get Jeffrey Simmons to agree to a backloaded contract. You would have to trade next year's first round pick and maybe Trey Lance as well you'd have to get him to agree to a backloaded contract and, and which would mean probably like a five or six year deal. Buckner didn't want that Buckner wanted a front-loaded contract. I think that was part of the problem with him and the 49ers. I could see it I mean it makes sense he's uh, imagine him and Bosa forget Armstead imagine Simmons and Bosa on the same d line. that'd be as as good a one two as any defense in the league really what it's would you do it start
1: if Fran came to you and said, I'll give you Simmons for next year's one Trey and Kinlaw. Making that deal? I mean <laughs> no, you're gonna have
0: to, you're probably gonna have to no.
1: do something with Kinlaw if you made this deal.
0: No, it, it's a good question. I would rather actually put I would rather invest and focus this offseason on offensive line. That's where I'm coming from. But if you're gonna go D-line, this is the guy to go. I think it's very very clever but I wouldn't do it. No, I would, I would, I would go splurge on a right tackle. I I feel like you gotta, you gotta get upgrades at right tackle and center. Um, But what I want to ask you is if you don't go the Jeffrey Simmons route, were there any defensive tackles that piqued your interest in the combine? You know, someone that might be able to start next to Armstead if Javon Kinlaw can't do it.
1: Yeah. I mean, there, there was, there was a few. Zach Pickens is one of my favorites from South Carolina. He's probably going to be there in the third round. Uh, he's 6'4", 295. He moves incredibly well. Loved him. Um, he, 295.
0: He, he pro- What's that? 295. Do, do we need someone who's 320 to replace DJ Jones, or can they get by with two? I mean, Devon Kinlaw's 295, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, he's more of a of a pass rusher inside. I okay. mean, Siaki Aika from Baylor is, you know, 335. Okay. Mozzie Smith is the guy that I think they're probably staring at from Michigan. He's 6'3, 325. He did 22 reps of 325, not 225,
0: 325. So he's 325. They were just like, put more on this. No, is, no, this yeah, is I
1: like... mean, I, on campus, Mozzie Smith did oh, okay, okay. reps okay. 325. Um, right. But, you know, I the, can do that. there's, a, <laughs> yeah, seriously, um, Kalijah Cantsey is unbelievable. Uh, but he's more of a rusher. Jalen Redman, I thought, had a great workout from Oklahoma. He's really interesting. They met with Dante Stills uh, from West Virginia, but he's about 285. Um, I like the Notre Dame. There's two guys I really love. Jason Adamaialola from Notre Dame, but he's 6'3", 285. He's much more like a Kevin Givens. And then the other guy I really love as well is Daywan Johnson from Toledo. He played with Sammy Womack last year. He's, he's, he's about, he's also 63 280 in that range, but they're, they're interior pass rushers. So, you know, you might want to go for like, you know, if by chance you you liked those guys in the draft, maybe, a, maybe a uh, sign a guy, like Colin Saunders from the chiefs, somebody like that, or maybe you re-sign Ridgeway. And then you go for a couple of these interior rushers, but um, they need both. They need, they need that two gapper to keep the bodies off of their, smallish linebackers, and then they also need some pass rush, uh, whether it be from Givens or, you know, whoever else they're going to have in the interior. I think they –
0: I think the run defense might be even more important because the way I look at it is the Niners kind of wrote off that entire NFC Championship game, but their defense kind of – I mean, they lost their quarterback, but their defense gave up 31 points and they really got manhandled by – the Eagles' offensive line, from yeah. Milata to Dickerson to Kelsey, like they were just gouging the Niners' defense. This, I mean, Kelsey is great. They're always going to have that strength up the middle in Philly. The Niners have to be able to match up with that, and they have the same thing in Kansas City with Creed Humphrey and Joe Tooney. So the Niners really need someone who could stand up to these really elite interior offensive linemen.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, Puna Ford yeah. would be a good, good free hey, agent. He'd be phenomenal. He's you know, good. Puna's Puna five eleven. Is he really? Yeah, he's 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 5'11", 3'10". Wow. You know, he's... he's, That that fits. That's D.J. Jones.
0: That's D.J. Jones. That works. All right, I got one more question for you, and then I'll let you go. But this is another combine question. The Niners need a right tackle. It doesn't seem like they're going to re-sign Mike McGlinchey. Offensive tackles are very expensive in free agency. Very expensive. So, if they could get one in the draft, a starter, that would be great unfortunately they don't pick till pick 99 is there anyone you think that's in their range that you like that you see
1: yeah there's there's a couple guys one guy that's slightly out of their range is, and they may, met with him in indy his name's blake freeland from byu is it, six, it Freeland? freeland blake I should say blake freeland freeland, freeland. 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 blake okay. freeland six okay. eight, 300 pounds yeah. um then there's the monster kid from Ohio State, Dewan Jones, who's 6'8", yeah. 375. I mean, he wow. is just – he's an absolute monster. Jalen Duncan, watch him from University of Maryland. Uh, he's a redshirt senior. He's only about 305 pounds only, I say. Um, but <laughs> he's, he's interesting. And my favorite guy in the draft as far as day three sleeper tackle is the Illinois tackle, Alex Pelzuski. And I, I actually went and watched this guy for you know, I was spent like a half hour watching this guy's film. This this kid is really a good prospect. He he got an extra year of eligibility because of COVID, did not allow a sack his senior season. He's 6'6, 315 pounds. He wore 63 for the Illini. Pro Football Focus gave him an 81.4 grade. That was 10th best in in all of college football. Finished his career with 713 consecutive pass blocking snaps without allowing a, snap, a sack blocked for for um for Tommy DeVito and Chase Brown the running back there at Illinois 65 career starts really good pass blocker and really versatile he also played a little right guard he's played a little left guard Alex Palzuski they have him going right around 250 which means he's like day, late day 3 I think he's probably going to go in the fifth or probably late fifth to early seventh, but that's the guy I really like. Um, He's, his parents come from Poland and he's just a, he's like one of these kids that he's just tough as hell and he loves to play. And he's a pretty good pass rusher, pass blocker, really strong run blocker too. I think at least potential. And he's just, he's tough and he's big 10, good coaching. I like him a lot.
0: Tell me more about Blake Freeland. He just tore up the combine.
1: Tore it up. I mean, and BYU had a tremendous line. If you watch Jalen Duran, the quarterback there for BYU, he was rarely, if ever, under pressure. You know, I mean, now there's a little bit of a step up in competition, right? I mean, this the the level that he played at at BYU, the, the players that he's going to block in the NFL are are definitely better. But I love him. I mean, he's a tremendous player. Uh, he's a great athlete. He's six foot eight. He definitely has the frame to put on more weight. Um, he's from a small town in Utah, Harriman, Utah. He came out after his junior year. And, uh, or I should say he he was great his junior year. He was a four-year starter, though. Um, he looks like a just, much
0: more athletic, younger uh, McGlinchey, but a better athlete to me. Yeah, he, more he fluid. I
1: mean, you know what, you, you, this guy, first of all, he's, got, he's a six-time All-State um, in track and field in high school. He was an All-State basketball player. He was the team captain on his basketball team, and then he See? also th- threw the shot and and the javelin on the on the um, good athlete on the on the uh, track team. UCLA wanted him, SC wanted him, Vandy wanted him, UW wanted him, uh, and he went to BYU. So Stay I mean, home. well coached, um, definitely you know has has blocked for for you know in a in a good offense. I I, I think there's ability that this player. Could come in and play right away, and I also think that two years from now he could be three thirty. You know, he's got yeah. the frame to put on a lot of weight.
0: So that so they do have some some available. Probably going to be a late lineup. two,
1: day two, or late uh, round two pick, though. So okay. they can probably have to trade up. But okay, you know, because he had such a great combine, I think he would yeah. have been there for them, Grant, if he didn't blow up the combine. The yeah. fact that he did, and tackles are so valued, he won't go in yeah. the first round, but he's probably going to go in the middle of the second round.
0: Yeah, why would he fall to the end of round 3 if he's 6'8" and an offensive tackle and a really good athlete? Like why would he right. Everyone wants
1: those. <laughs> yeah, and when you and when you watch these guys move around, you can kind of tell like which yeah. guys have played other sports and that kind of thing because you know, he he moved naturally and very, you know, but um and it's a good program for sure. I mean and and, and Jalen Duran moved around a lot. So, you know, if you're going to have your quarterbacks running you know, running all over the place, you know, you want to have an athlete that has some speed. Offensive line has some speed. I'd like to
0: see the Niners bet on traits and bring in athletes at the offensive line because too much, too often they don't. Like Jake Brendel, that's what they did. He was, he had great athletic testing numbers. He'd never really been given an opportunity and he ended up being a quality starter who missed no games. Like Spencer Burford, Jalen Moore, Colton McKivitz, these are kind of like tough, gritty, try hard day three guys who aren't really super, not really good athletes. Look at, look at Philly's line. Everyone, Jordan Mylata. Oh my God. He got in a 5 1 at 380 pounds. Like these are amazing athletes they have on the Philly offensive line. And they're big too. Uh, you should be betting on traits. I think the Niners could do better with that because they have a great offensive line coach. So you can get <laughs> the best out of them.
1: You know, one guy who's also a real sleeper who I really love the more film I watch. You got to watch this guy. His name's Curtis McClendon and he plays for Tennessee Chattanooga. Um yeah, he, and he, he played guard but I think he could play a little right tackle. He's 6'6" 325. Okay. Um and he's got he's a tremendous athlete. Tremendous athlete. Um really really like him. And I and also look at the UCLA guys. They got Antonio Maffi and John Gaines. Uh, John Gaines.
0: Guys. Let's yeah. talk about John Gaines. That's a guy who's projected to be undrafted free agent but he he destroyed the combine.
1: Yeah. I mean did a it, great job. Yeah, he's, a, he's you know UCLA gets some you know, UCLA get some blue chip athletes. This guy wore Ooh. 57. Uh, he's a Wisconsin kid who, you know, went to Marquette university high school in, oh, uh, in okay. Wisconsin, six, four, 300 pounds, you know, I mean, guard
0: center could do either one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah.
1: He, I, I, you know, he's already, he's the other thing about this, about gains that I love super smart. He earned his undergraduate Bruin. degree in political science He's enrolled, he's enrolled as a graduate uh, student already. Nice. Um, he was on the academic honor roll. So, I mean, you're Sounds like a about, center. Sounds like a, a
0: potential center.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's got athleticism and intelligence. That's, I, I think in the, in Kyle's offense, intelligence on the O-line is, is a must.
0: With, with, especially at center. At, with Nick Sakel, they kept saying, well, he has a master's degree. He already got his master's. It's like, okay, that's great. But is he an NFL athlete? Well, yeah, bye, but maybe we'll
1: see. I like uh, Nick Sikil, I mean, man. I really do. I like he's Nick big, Sakell. but he's I will see tough, how he moves.
0: He's tough. he's tough. He's big. He's got short arms. So he's got to play center. And he doesn't have that like elite 20-yard shuttle that like Jason Kelsey and Creed Humphrey, and even Jake Brendel had. But maybe he can figure out his own way to win at the center position.
1: The other one, the other guy that's really interesting that could be there if they wanted to trade up is Cody Mock from North Dakota State, who's the redheaded guy with the gigantic gap in his teeth. He has played center, he's played guard, he's played tackle. He's working out with Joe Staley. He's another guy, he's 6'5, 300 pounds, but 10 you know, three years from now, he could be 6'5, 310, 315. He could be a center to start yeah. he could be a he could be a right tackle what i love about cody mock is when you watch the film grant it's like it looks like he just wants to annihilate the guy across yeah. from him I mean, he buries people buries
0: people really strong but he's also moved i mean he, he did really well in the agility drills too uh, didn't he yeah. mccory's well, like
1: larry likes everybody uh, no this but this is guy is really year. this
0: guy is legitimately good i think he's going to be probably a yeah. second round pick though yeah maybe late i'm first. saying he Maybe late first. He's legitimately good. He went to the same school as uh, Trey, right? Right. North Dakota State. Yep. Yep. Double B Studios says Niners need to draft the right tackle, especially when the highest ranked free agent right tackle is Mike McGlinchey and ranked fourth uh, best O-lineman. There's nothing good. Also, you never know when Trent Williams is going to hang it up. So it's probably good to just start drafting offensive tackles in general, guys who have legitimate starter traits.
1: No question. I'll say this. The one guy that I saw in the combine that I thought, oh, my God, that's totally Niners written all over him is the Stanford wide receiver, um, Elijah Higgins, who's really probably a a movement tight end. And Elijah Higgins is just an incredible athlete. 6'3", 235. But, Grant, they're going to play. He's going to be a movement tight end. And yeah, it sounds like Jordan uh, Matthews. Sounds yeah. like Jordan
0: Matthews on the 49ers. Yeah, that sounds like a project. Oh, it's a little bit more
1: natural in. weight instead of just For all sure. in the upper body. Yeah. I,
0: okay, I got one question, one more, a quick one before we go. So we're, we're thinking along the lines of what the Niners are going to do this offseason. But I think something the Niners are doing is probably thinking, what are the Eagles going to do this offseason? Because that's their main rival, and there's a little bit of an arms race. And the Eagles have a very good roster, but they need running backs. They have Kenneth Gainwell, Sanders, Miles Sanders is a free agent, Boston Scott is a free agent. They got the 10th pick, the 30th pick, and the 60th, the 60th pick in the draft. Which running back do you think they'll take? I'm curious. Oof. They're going to um, get a good one.
1: Yeah. I mean, B. John Robinson is the star back, right? Yeah. I mean, he's going to – Dallas wants him bad. I mean, yeah. um, he's a star. I don't think Philly's going to take him. Jameer Gibbs from Bama, good. the Georgia Tech transfer who shared time with J.P. Mason. I could see him. I could see Charbonnet
0: Charbonnet.
1: Um, I could see chase Brown.
0: What do you think? I of think the, all those kids from Texas A&M Devon was A-chain? Uh, yeah, A-chain. a chain. Yeah. A chain. I mean,
1: he, he's, he, uh, to me, a chains, not oh, every down back. He's, he's a returner. Sproles. Darren Sproles. Darren yeah. I mean, he's even Darren Sproles. though was two two hundred eight two ten at five, eight. This guy's one eighty five. but he? I mean, he's a ridiculous home run hitter. The Eagles are so good at drafting. I would bet anything. They'll, they'll wind up with Jameer Gibbs. Just because Gibbs is such a star. I mean, Jameer Gibbs, you know, he's super really good. star. Super what star do you think player. of
0: Charbonnet? He's my favorite. I love UCLA. Charbonnet. 6'1",
1: 220, body lean, tough, can catch it. Yeah, can catch Charbonnet. it. Charbonnet's, Charbonnet's a terrific prospect. I mean, he, he you know. Tough. I mean, Charbonnet would start at Michigan, transferred to UCLA, but he's a Southern California kid who played at Oaks Christian, and he's just... He's, you know, he was a four-star high school recruit. Um, yep. You know, he's, 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 you know, he's, he's a tremendous player. I mean, he is a tremendous player. He's, he's, he's played a lot. So, he you has. know, I don't know if, uh how people feel about the mileage on him, but he man, like every time be a I good watch fit for the like, nobody can tackle him one-on-one.
0: Nobody can tackle him one-on-one. He seems like he'd be oh. a good fit for the Niners because he's got that punishing rushing style that they covet. Not that they're in the market, but you I will know, say this, though, so,
1: man, this draft is stacked with backs. I mean, day three backs. Um, I, you know, there's so many great day three backs in this draft. I mean, it's like Daneric Prince from Tulsa. Amazing. I mean, he's going Sir Roderick Thompson from Texas Tech. Really good. Uh, so there, there's some, there's some really good running backs in day three that, you know, you, I, I don't, the Niners are so loaded at running back. I would say running back and linebacker are strictly day three for the Niners.
0: Yeah. And this is an argument why, you know, teams like Kansas City generally don't spend on running backs and wide receivers is because every year, look at the draft. Pacheco every year it's like it's like look at these running look at this guy in round seven. Pacheco in round seven. Like every year there there are like fifteen wide receivers that get drafted who are really good. So just something to keep in mind. When when the when you have to decide whether to give Brandon Ayuk a hundred million dollars. Like
1: Yeah, you can't. You can't you well can't. And, and as far as running Team backs everyone, go, yeah. um, but you know, you had a guy in here who said Deuce Vaughn. Deuce Vaughn is tiny for K State, but ridiculous little return guy. It's just unbelievable Deuce Vaughn, he's explosive.
0: Good name too. I like the name Deuce.
1: Deuce Vaughn. Remember
0: yeah. I was looking through the Eagles like draft history. Remember they took Deuce Staley? 5-11, yeah. 245. He was who's a, a good, who's a great coach now.
1: I don't yes, know if he ever, is. You saw Deuce, Deuce Staley. Uh, Staley with Detroit this year, and I think he just left Detroit to go somewhere else. But yeah, if the Niners could find their version of Isaiah Pacheco, look how look how great Pacheco. They're, Pacheco's so good, Grant, that there's talk that Clyde Edwards-Solaire is going to be traded by the Chiefs, and they invested in a first-round pick in Edwards-Solaire. And,
0: and what you're learning is, like, I feel like very – how many running backs average more than 15 carries a game in the NFL in a given season? Ten, maybe? Yeah. I think what you're seeing is you don't want to wear out your running backs by by giving them too many carries. You're better off having a, a running back by committee. Yep. And if no one on your team is getting more than 15 carries, why are you drafting these running backs in round one or or even in the top half of round two? Like, they're not going to make a big enough impact. They're going to be in a the committee. They're, they're, they might get hurt anyway. Be, be prudent at this position.
1: No more Trey Sermons for the Niners.
0: No. He's on Philly, though. Grant's camera looking good. Thank you. I've had this in the box for six months and I just never put it together. Really? But now I do.
1: Yeah. Why? Well, no, well, how come?
0: Because I'm so always focused in the here and now and what I got to do this moment that I'm never thinking about what I should do down the line. I, I saw so many other people upgrading and I got jealous and I was like, okay, I got to do
1: it. Jesse? Right Jesse's got a Jesse. nice camera. Jesse had a whole nice... Uh, he, he, yeah, he made me jealous. Jesse so I setup, like, I like jealous. new yeah. mic. I I gotta, like, okay. I'm doing the new mic, new cameras thing as well. See?
0: Yeah, that, that That spurs... Motion, when people yeah. start doing it and making you look second-rate. Not that you look second-rate, <laughs> you look great. Anyway, thanks for coming on the show. I'm going to be going on with Larry on his channel later on this week. From Thursday. Arizona.
1: I'm going to be going to Arizona for a little spring training.
0: That's always fun.
1: And, My dad uh, used to take me. be hanging in Arizona for a few days.
0: Scottsdale in March is a fun place to be. Yeah, it is. It is. Thanks for watching. I'm going to be back in literally a half an hour with Marco Martinez if you want a little bit more Niner Talk. Hang out. Peace.